Geek Shock. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. No, no, you know, you know the person that's no longer with the show. He does some bullshit. Uh, he, did, Dude, he, did get, he did get fired. Leave Bonzo alone. Oh, oh, poor oh, guy. Wow. Hasn't he been through enough? I was talking about Sir Spilly Man. Too soon. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's no longer we, worth the show. We know you're talking Spilly. about. Ep- episode 500 shenanigans still in effect. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, he, keeps, he keeps posting videos from whatever state he's in, whatever state fair, Listen. acting like, you know, we're going to show oh. up. It's like, Shock did monkeys? he not get the memo that he's not part of the yeah. show anymore? Shock Monkeys, uh, we've actually created a live feed. If you want to know where Andy is at in the country at any given time, you can go to geekshock500.com. <laughs> And it will show you exactly where Andy's location is. Yep. It's our new feature on Geek Shock number 511. I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back Jack Andy. Oh, Back shit. in the house. I thought you were going to come in later. I thought well, you were going to make it up. No, no, no. no, no. Right look here at, at the Look top. at how happy you are. I am like, so happy to be back, just, guys. I missed you all. <laughs> Maple Leaf Man. Well, I didn't miss you. <laughs> I know. I listened. Well, what's, what, what's fucking terrible is that when he did his mic check earlier, he did this nice, low, steady sound yeah, check. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he came with, in with an ear blaster. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, welcome back. You guys can't blame me bad. for that one. I miss y'all. Well, he blasts all over you, Targo, so you should... Uh... Turn your head and say, oh, what a tea party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, We'll get to what we did, Geeky, this week. Uh-huh. Andy, tell me about your adventures. Okay, we'll be back in an hour. He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. I actually was in Chicopee, which is one of the places they named. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that song goes on for a while about places he's been. Yep. It's an awesome song, though. It is. Uh, I came, I've been uh, to the Big E, and I was uh, at my dad's house for a while. And then in between that, my dad and I drove out to Pennsylvania, which was. Epic and challenging because my dad doesn't travel very well anymore. So it mm. was uh, it was an interesting balance driving my dad across the country. Did you get to see the Pennsylvania Dutch while you were out there? We saw several of them in the street, like ah. or in, in stores, like, and stuff. like laying out in the street. No, like, like driving. <laughs> Wait a minute, what was that? Let me back up. He means out in public. Oh wow! Oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't we didn't like go to like a Pennsylvania Dutch community or anything. We we saw them on their buggies in the street and God, their root beer is the so good. It's the Amish people, in case yeah. you didn't know. That's, yes. That's what they're talking about. Actually, the, the Mennonites are out there, too. When my, my buddy Dave's best friend, who's a huge like 400-pound black man, uh, has... And he's Amish? He's taken on the role of the pastor for a bunch of Mennonites, even though he's not a Mennonite. I know. <laughs> Is that allowed? I, apparently. Who knew? We used to have a, a bakery in Kansas, Mennonite Farms Bakery, that made some of the best bread and, like, Sweet rolls Does you've not ever had. Me. I mean, just incredible. There's like, a town in Indiana called Shipshawan. It's one of my favorite places on earth. I think you drove me past that it, once. It's a men. I've I've only been there once. And Jeff's almost the story. I mean, story. drove past. We didn't stop. I, I, I saw yeah. the, the. It sounds familiar. You know what? You know what? No, I, I drove you past. I, I kid you not. Uh, it was the Stuckies, right? It was. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's you, driven past the Stuckies at some point. I drove you past if Am- they're lucky, Amishville. Okay, that must a- Amishville be is a little Amish tourist trap. Amish Amish tourist trap. Tourist attraction. Um, Get the in the roller coaster. Amishville is this English farmhouse that you can tour, uh, and a restaurant next to it, and, and that's it. Not far from Bear Creek ah, Farms, but those restaurants. also a 
attraction in okay. northeast Indiana. Uh, but go up uh, northwest Indiana, Shipshawana. Uh, that's where the good stuff is. I that's see. where the, the Amish and Mennonite Museum is. That's where the good antique malls is. And that's where the place with the good pie is at. Didn't you also have like Amish an Amish pie, housekeeper huh? at one point, too? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Thought so. I thought I remembered that. I'm like, maybe I'm crazy. My dad and I, when I was 30 a kid, years ago, I would watch that show. Pennsylvania Dutch Country. And uh, man, that was an adventure. So the whole we got big jugs, yeah, Andy. Uh, I'm, you know, yeah. welcome back. Got another, yeah. Welcome back, Andy. Jug. Welcome I got, back. I got a story too. So, uh, <clears throat> so we got like big jugs of root beer, which tasted absolutely amazing, and like nothing I'd ever tasted before as a kid. We also got fruit, and it was hilarious because I remember just taking a plum uh, when we had got home, and we were and I picked up a plum and I just bit into it. And it burst across my face. This is getting and real sexual. Can, Tell yeah, it slower. Yeah, it was just it 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 was it was an Andy mic check all over Todd, <laughs> except it was a plum in my face. <laughs> but it was really funny because I was just like, "What the?" And my dad's like, "Yep, that's what real fruits like." <laughs> so. Back home, between Lindsay and Bob Cajun, there's a number of uh, Amish farms and whatnot, and you see them going to town to sell their pies and. Um, Furniture, <laughs> you know the Amish furniture, right? Best shit. Oh yeah. And uh, they're in their buggies. Everyone's driving past them, and you see it, all of them on their cell phones and smartphones. It's just hilarious seeing that. And their farms, so they have all the best farming equipment, industrial farming, everything, because they can't keep up with commercial farming if they don't do that. And then their homes at night, you see, you drive past candles, everything, but their farmhouses like industrial lights, tractors, fucking everything. It's hilarious. Now, are that, they actually kinda. doing the farming, or do they hire someone to do use I, the equipment? I, I never saw them out there on the Canadians. Equipment. They, they hire Canadians. black men, and then they become oh, their pastors, and it's just no. How things work, I'm right? Glad you kept going with that. No, Thank I, you. no, how no how <laughs> things work? Like here, here in America, you got the Mexicans. So in Canada, we got the Americans. <laughs> They go up there to work. Americans yeah, don't go. go anywhere to work. <laughs> to, to, to do, are, are you saying Canadians <laughs> to actually do, offer a living wage? You know, to do the work that Canadians won't do. We eh? hire Americans. <laughs> Wet work. They work for health care. So the whole, the whole trip with my dad was kind of like an almost Andy trip because I, I saw uh, I, I saw the gift shop of uh, the first oil wells in the country. I saw the uh, uh, gift shop of the uh, Lucy Museum. I saw the gift shop of the uh, so you comedy go, museum. No, you didn't go to attractions. Just was, yeah, I, I, this is as far as I could get him. You know, I could get him to the gift shop and look for postcards. And then we what was the first on. thing with the oil? Uh, oil was first commercialized in Pennsylvania. So they're the first oil well in the Penn country. Penn State Oil. In, yeah. So the first oil well is in it, America is Pennsylvania? a place you can visit and actually has a gift shop. Yes. Amazing. And has yeah, like a little yeah. recreation of the first oil. I need to send oil. Carpetbagger there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went to the first place where oil was discovered in the country too, which is like a, where, where there was a well where oil was welling out of the ground and the Native Americans use it for medicine. And this is like- And that's a whole did. different place with <laughs> right. its own gift shop. No, this is out in the middle of the woods in nowhere. There's like a plaque and a little fenced off place where, a the, plaque. Well, where the well used to be. The well doesn't come out and the well oils. Did, you, did you and the clampers put that in the Damn, he came across a bunch of guys in red shirts putting up a clamp. We would if it was on the right, right side of the Mississippi. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, that, on the right that, side that was like of the 16, Mississippi. Like 1628, oil was discovered in America. Like 1628. Well, that explains how we got a head start on everybody. Right. 
I drink your milkshake. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a pause as we all say Jeff on that one. I drink it up. But then I went to North Carolina and did the North Carolina Fair, and uh, uh, the food was amazing. And I actually didn't gain weight. I thought I had, but I checked, and I'm still at the same fat weight I was before. Oh, okay. Uh, but they have uh, ham biscuits, which is like big oh. slices of ham in between buttery biscuits. I'm in. Oh, yeah. You're definitely in. So a breakfast sandwich. Oh, so much better than your, your common, every ordinary breakfast sandwich. Not your McDonald's it's bullshit. better ham. It's better biscuits. Yes. Oh, okay. It's Papa probably it's the thick it's the thick cut <laughs> ham too, right? Yes, the thick yeah. cut ham. <laughs> it's the that's it's like the ham that almost gave you the heart attack that one day at at uh, Hash House. No, no, Matt. you're 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 misremembering. Pain Mountain. Yeah, I did manage to skip. Wrong conclusion. Pain Ham Mountain. Pain <laughs> Mountain Ham. Pain Mountain of Ham. Right. Pain Mountain of Ham. I did manage to skip most of the uh, the uh, deep fried stuff. I did have the uh, deep fried banana split Sunday. Okay. Because oh. I want to know how how, they, how the hell they did that. So what, they just make a, it and just dip the whole thing. No, they deep fry the bananas. I just just say it's just okay. the banana they deep fry. And how do they well, do? That's not correct then. How how do uh, how how is fried ice cream done? Um, depending just, on what restaurant you get it at, um, basically they they fry up like uh, like a flour tortilla type thing, and they grind it up, and then they just roll the actual ice cream in that. So oh. the the outside is fried, but it's essentially just a coating. So that it's pre-fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I got mine and I broke it with the spoon, and I was waiting for the ice cream to come leaking out from having melted being fried. Now, it, baked it, did, it didn't. No, for that, what you want is a deep-fried butter, which I did have in no, Massachusetts. No, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty awful, deep-fried butter. <laughs> It's like it has no business being a uh, thing. It has a stick of butter. Sh- yeah. Yeah, it basically oh. tastes like a really buttery donut. Uh, now baked Alaska oh. is a whole nother thing. That one I still I, put a whole I, I don't know how exactly they do yeah. that, but they Light basically do set the wow. whole thing on fire, and there is ice cream that's on fire in, in Alaska. Alaska. Wait a minute. They light it on fire, but yeah. that's not how you bake something. No, no. They they keep missing and keep hitting California. Yeah, they do. Yikes. You know, every time there's a California wildfire, it weirds me out because they put up those pictures of cars drive, driving down roads surrounded by fire. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's just like, that's... Well, Got to get out somehow. <laughs> that's some impressive shit. Because it's like, the fire's right up to the edge of the road, and there are cars. Yep. Drove through the Cologne Drive. Pass when I was on fire once. That was exciting. Yeah. Welcome well, to the bonfire, California. <laughs> Actually, driving through the first time wasn't the stupid part. Driving back to get the pictures was, <laughs> was a dumb part. Yeah, there you go. We used to back in Kansas. They used to to burn the grass on the side of the road on the highways. So occasionally you'd you would see a sign that said uh, "grass burning ahead" or "caution" or whatever the actual uh, wording was, and you would just see white smoke billowing across the the highway. You can't see anything past it. And so, what's uh, the point of burning the grass? Uh, so that it doesn't just catch fire and grow wild, but also it's the other. The other aspect is supposedly it helps with the whole germination process, especially like in the the old Kansas the, that that grass that they have in Kansas, old Kansas, the older like the they need more Germans in Kansas, so there must be a germination. The oh, wild geez. grass that grows in Kansas, which is Ouch, preserved in certain areas, um, 
is not the grass right. that they have now because that's all you know, like Bermuda. You're looking for bullshit. Don't don't even don't that was even a stretch. don't even. That was a stretch. couldn't they just rake it to prevent the fires? Well, but supposedly yeah. it's healthy for the like they they burn it down and then it basically germinates for the next Slash generation burn, of the yeah. also dude the you got dumbasses throwing their cigarette butts and yeah, shit like that, that out of their cars so you, so you yeah. get the grass away from the yeah that's road. called burn and slash they do the control <laughs> burn they spray water around the area that they don't want to burn they like that's that right. and then as it goes out then they proceed down the, so. you see andy standing there with a spritzer andy over there <laughs> faster andy faster <laughs> it's out of control give him a give him a glass of something god damn it andy <laughs> so andy what was the Best part of your trip? Uh, Coming home to you guys. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Wow. You win the Charles Atlas seal of approval. Yeah. I, I think I, I can hear fun Jack. fun all around. I really did. I had a good time. It was it was, it was challenging. It was a lot of work. I, I ended up, uh, uh, it, yeah, it was just, it was exhausting, but How long fun. was the work day? Oh, the work day at the fair. That was the easy part. That's only 12 hours a day. I okay. Was, it was, you know. It was oh, the work geez. with Dad. That yeah, was that, a... That. <laughs> Dad, dad was uh, twenty-hour dad days. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's getting up there. So, yeah. uh, speaking of dad, did your son come down? Dad, you're home. Uh, no, he came down and saw me watching TV and said, hey, "How come you just come and knock on the door and wake you know, give me a hug?" I'm like, "I, I did. You you slept through it." <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just a hug. Yeah, it was a nice, solid nudge on the arm. That's right. That's what yeah, he meant. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Ah, before we do this. Uh Uh-oh, what? (laughs) Before we do this. A reminder, this weekend, Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival this Saturday, the 2nd of November. Uh, We will be performing in the Black Box Studio, a Geek Shock Live at 10 a.m. So if you're in Vegas, come join us. Well, all of us but Matt. That's correct. So I'll be dodging wildfires in California. There you go. What are you doing in California? Uh, Paulette has a, her work has a Christmas party. Don't ask me why they celebrate it start in November. I don't know why, but uh, and, and and her company is celebrating it in California. Uh huh. Okay. okay. That's okay. When we see all the pictures from Galaxy's Edge, we'll understand. Yeah, we'll know exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yes, no. come join us this weekend. Look forward to uh, doing a little red light, green light. Yeah. And what time is that? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> All right. And what, what's cool? Double clicks, 1130. Yeah. Yeah. So shortly go. after we're done, I'm heading right over the theater to watch the double clicks perform. I love them. And what's a rock band that's going to be on before us that we're going to have to wait for them to take their sound shit down? Ha, we're the first. Aha. Uh-huh. They have to wait for us. We're the first. Apparently, there's a band at 230. I can't remember their name. It's somebody's name, Batman Band. Apparently, all the members dress up as the 60s Batman characters right. and play Batman songs in ska and uh, rockabilly style. Yeah. Wow. Sign me up. Right? <laughs> that sounds awesome. So, Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival this Saturday, the 2nd right. of November. And, and after you're done watching this, go check out the festival because there's all kinds of stuff yeah. going on. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're just the bait to get you in. They're going to hook you the moment you step mm-hmm. Yeah, the past they've had some awesome vendors out there. A lot of times they have deals going on for stuff that you're probably looking for. It's, um, and some picking food trucks. Uh, yeah, food trucks as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's definitely worth checking out. Definitely. All right, so gentlemen, yes, Matt, what geeky things you do this week? 
I don't know. Oh, okay, of course. Uh, really? <laughs> he actually did some things while I was gone. What? What's up? He's exactly. You see? Thank you, Andy. He was filling the void left uh, by you, Andy. Please don't he fill also my void. brought. <laughs> he also brought the funny. Apparently, last week you were filling his void. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I uh, in Raleigh, I found a uh, used bookstore had a rack of actual like quarter books in the front. And I just grabbed a bunch of quarter books. No, oh. and I, I spent like an afternoon reading reading through uh, some comic books I'd never read. I read um, the Cinderella. Um, I think it was a series. I read like, I had, like the first six issues, like the first six issue arc of like Cinderella as a spy. It was part of the fables. Uh, oh, okay. Thing uh, that was a lot of fun. And I also read the I think it was called the OMAC Project. Oh geez, yeah. Uh, it was it was terrible. <laughs> I think I've always seen the Omec project in bargain bins. Yeah, it's um it's six issues. In three issues in it stops and goes, Now read these like six books. I'm like, I don't have those six books. Okay, I'll keep reading. And there's a like a recap on Bush issue four, but uh it basically is like a fuck you to the uh the Giffen Justice League stuff. I mean uh, uh uh, Booster Gold, just like well, it starts off with a uh, Blue Beetle getting killed, off panel. That's not right. <laughs> uh, he, he's a defense card. He's coming back. You, <laughs> you can't kill that. Right, and then uh, and then it, some, somewhere near the I can't remember how far into it. Eventually, Blue Beetle's like, "Well, I'm done with this. I'm going back to the future," and he's gone. Huh? It's like it's like, oh, oh, Booster Gold, you mean? Yeah, Booster Gold. Excuse me, what did I say? Blue Beetle. Oh, sorry, Booster Gold comes back. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just. Yeah. So dismantled the Justice League, the the pretty, the good one, pretty much. And the that was like one. that was like the side stuff to it. There's other stuff going on, and I, I picked it up because I love the um, Kirby's Omac character, and uh, apparently Omac has changed into some sort of computer program in this. I don't know. Yeah, it was crap. Hmm. All right. I think uh, wasn't that uh, where Batman had set up something? Yes. In case so he could deal with any member of the Justice League if they got out of line. Right, the whole thing was Batman's fault. And, and, so. and OMAC is, is what, what does that, and OMAC goes rogue and s- starts offing or is ready to off. And then everyone's like, Batman, how could you do this? Because, you know, they never worked with Batman before. So Oh, and the uh, the first three issues, Max, what the hell is his name The from, from Justice League? the Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord is like... Th- pulling the strings and he's the very you know he's the big villain and it's really like max lord's book in the first three issues and then he dies somewhere in those issues you don't read the ones that are off out of the oh, book geez. <laughs> like, classic crossover yeah so, yeah so this was hap- this happened what in the 90s yeah, i think so okay yeah because they that, don't do that really anymore at least not as much where they cross over against multiple titles right. for a singular story because but, yeah. that would be that was always goddamn frustrating with X Men comics because yeah. you start in X Men then you had to go to X Force and then you had to go to friggin' Avengers West Coast for some reason you got right. that little yeah. asterisk C they 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 will do tie ins where stories are related yes <clears throat> but they try to avoid plot specific because right uh, they, they were, found they, they were, found that that alienated new readers huh kinda, <laughs> can't imagine why can't, that was weird but then i picked up a couple of random uh, there was like a gi combat i picked with a joe cooper decor a covered story in it and there was a um uh like lady constantine first issue i picked up that was fun to read um what else? oh it's like a random batman issue by um oh shit the guy that did uh all the good tomb of dracula stuff gene colon gene colon 
Batman issue where nothing happens. Oh. I mean, it's like there's like references to fights that happened and then the villain is trying to run away and lick his wounds and that's pretty much the whole story. Bat filler. Yeah, it was a bat filler story. Huh. But uh, yeah, it was fun just sitting back and kicking back and reading comics for a bit. And I picked up, um, there's a great store out there in, I'm not sure where all it is, but in Raleigh, there's, there's a branch of it called Ollie's that's kind of like Big Lots, but much, much cooler. Oh, wow. Well, that, and, does, that doesn't take much. Um, they had a whole book section and like a whole wall of graphic novels. Most of which oh. I didn't care about, but I picked up Machine Man. Not Machine Man. I picked up um, Deathlock. I picked up... That's very uh, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robot cyborg stuff. I picked up De- the Deathlock, which had all the early 70s issues collected in one volume. Uh, what I didn't pick up, and I'm kicking myself now... Um, there was a big, thick volume of um, uh, Star Lord, like oh. featuring all the early Star Lord appearances that had no references to Guardians of the Galaxy. When wow! It was some little back when it was John Byrne's project, right? Back when it was a weird black and white thing. Huh. fun. Yeah. So if you're out there somewhere in the Mid Atlantic coast, you can find an always check out their books. You got to hang out with some shock monkeys out there. That I did. I saw some shock monkeys. Yeah, I went to shock saw monkeys. Saw shock monkeys. Yes, uh, and I saw Jeff and I saw Matt out there, and uh, I had meals with both of them, and it was, uh, it was great to see them out there in the world. Food in the bomb. Got to meet. I got to meet Peter Parker, Spider Man. She's she's very cool. Rock and roll. Yeah. Um, you also didn't. Um, uh, Jamie's dude track you down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan, Ryan came by Ryan. and found me, and I and you survived. Blanked on. Yeah, we had we had drinks. We had no. a good time. Usually, yeah, when someone tracks you down, it's no, no. He actually okay. stood up, and I, I thought it was. I, I I knew I knew him, which is weird. It's like he's like completely out of place. Like, oh, that's I know that guy. It's like I think mean, I've met this guy several times already, yeah. but you know, out of place. And once once we cleared that up, we had a wonderful time. Had a few beers and sent him off back. To, he was actually if I hear, remember right he. Flew into Boston because he had a conference, and he like rented a car and drove two hours oh. west to the fair, and then drove wow. back. It's like, whoa, that's good. right, Andy. Yeah. And you almost didn't mention him. Yeah, jeez, like I rented a car to come um, meet you. Yeah, wow. I know. You, I'm a you dick. You didn't even know his name. Wow. Yeah, you're like man, Enterprise man. <laughs> Hi, Enterprise man. <laughs> oh, what's the matter? Does it hurts? Oh. <laughs> What else to do, guys? You don't have the budget for that kind of joke, person. This is enough. Yeah, that's the Avis of those jokes. Come on, Torgo, you got something? (laughs) Oh, I got something. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I was thought you had the floor, but Uh, he doesn't have a budget for it. Uh, All right, all right. We're we're repeating. We're repeating right now, Uh, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I went to see. uh, You got to pick us up. Tim Burton's Lost Vegas at the uh, Neon Museum. Oh, tell me all about that. I want to go see that. I need to go back and do the second half of the thing because they have they have one part that's a self-guided tour, um, which I feel like there was something that was missing in our particular tour group because there was all these little numbered placards next to um, these little statuettes that were designed by Tim Burton, but there was no like okay first, description of anything. Sure. Back up first. What okay. is Tim Burton's Lost Vegas? So Tim Burton's Las Vegas is uh, Lost Vegas. Excuse me. Um, is his little musings? Um, I guess he had written a journal many years ago um, about trips with his parents to Las Vegas, um, and then subsequent trips that he made on his own. Also, when he made uh, Mars Attacks in Las Vegas, uh, part of it was shot at 
what is now the Neon Museum. It was just the uh, uh, the Young's Electric Sign Company Boneyard, which is, you know, it's called Yesco out here. Um, so that's where all the old neon signs from the strip would wind up, is in this boneyard. So they shot part of Mars Attacks there. And so there are statues based on hand-drawn art that Tim Burton did scattered throughout the yard. And like I said, the downside was there's these little numbered placards that I didn't have further information on what exactly they were based on. But there is, like right at the beginning, there's some full-size Martians from Mars Attacks in an area where they did film. So Um, that was kind of neat. No. Huh? No. No what? The boneyard that they filmed at was actually the real boneyard, which is over by Cameron. Yes. Huh? That neon boneyard yes. is where they've moved the paint, the the signs afterwards. The real place they filmed was the um, lot of Yesco signs, that's, which is still out there by Cameron. That's what the, the new, neon museum used to be, that Yesco yard. No, that yeah, all the stuff was... The Yesco yard still exists, and, and oh, the old shit. signs have been moved up there so everyone can see them all in one place. Well, but that they had those signs sitting there long space. before the museum was oh, ever opened, right next to Cashman oh, Field. Nope. Yeah, because I used to. Re- I used moved to... them. They might have moved them there when they were getting ready to build it. But well, uh, maybe because I remember pointing out my friend every time we went to go to the Fifty Ones games. I was like, "Look, there's the yeah, mm. yeah." That was when they were filming that. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived pretty close to there, and I yeah. okay. But yeah, but actually, my ex used to work at a place out near there, so I knew where Yesco was. Well, you need to go correct some of the uh, the tour guides over at oh, the, uh, the Boneyard then. Oh, you uh, know I will. Yeah, because oh. that's one of the things that they were also pointing out. Is like, so this <gasps> used to be where we stored a lot of these signs before the city took it over. Guys, 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 that'll be a I'm great, not arguing with him. Be I believe great, him. That'll be a great trip. Let's go take the tour and record Andy <laughs> correcting them on everything. <laughs> Can you just imagine that, like, da da da, and then in the. Like, no. Nope. No. no. You just got Andy Bob. I am going to double check it now because. <laughs> you got Andy Bob. I know they definitely moved him eventually, but I think it was long after right. they filmed. I'm not saying check. I doubt you. I mean, obviously, you're <laughs> a member of the. He's very Clampers confident. And, and uh, I just I went off of what I had observed when I first moved out here, and then what they were telling us. You know, the the one or two tour guides that were out there know. that were basically there to just answer questions, not actually guide us on the... When they built Neonopolis, oh my. Mm-hmm. they were going to... They were talking about the... At the same time, they were talking about building the Neon Museum. Right. And for a long time, it seemed like they were going to build Neonopolis was going to be where the Neon Museum was. So I think they stored the signs off-site over there. Maybe. Intended to move them there. And mm. that guy that ran Neonopolis, who was... Turned up as such a criminal that nobody ever worked with him. Yeah, he, nobody wants to work with him. You missed me, didn't you? I did. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> I, oh! <laughs> bravo, bravo. And what's, what's also interesting almost, is almost a lot of those nope. old signs they restored and put them up along Las Vegas Boulevard from like North Las Vegas right up to. Are we still talking about this? <laughs> it's a sign shock. Come on. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. If you ever get a chance to of drive, of course you do. If you get the chance to drive up there, you see Vegas history. These signs that have been. Restored. No, I agree. That part is interesting. Where the Yesco Yard is, not so much. Fine, I'll just not Ooh, tell any more the, stories. No, no, no. Jeez. I want to know about this <laughs> event. You're so, not the problem. I am. The, the, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Co. 
But yes, the Tim Burton <laughs> exhibit, they had these statues based off of artwork that he had done. And nope. they sprinkled them throughout the yard. He didn't do the and artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I give up. I'm done. <laughs> I just, I'm just Next. kidding you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just razzing you. I, I still Boy, don't I know any more about it <laughs> when I ask the question. <laughs> there is a second part that apparently this is, is a want, guided tour. That's what I want to know about. That I did not go on because okay. it was a separate ticket. Oh, that was your... You said this was an almost Andy. Yes. Yeah, okay. And how much was that ticket? Uh, well, the the self-guided was 30 and I believe it was another 25 for the other. So 60 bucks for the whole thing. If you, Yes, if you want to go do the whole thing. Okay. Um, I don't know about that. And two separate, that's two separate things, yes. right? Okay. Um, I, I don't know enough about the second part. All I know, it was self-guided. or the, the part we did was self-guided. The other part was you actually had a tour guide, and it was more of an art exhibit. So I don't know if maybe it's the hand-drawn art that the, the little fiberglass statues that were sprinkled throughout the self-tour that we did was based off of. I'm, I'm not sure because that was... A separate part. All right. Maybe I'll go do the second half and then there you report go. on that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting to see, and and you know you only really have like an hour because you you book an hour slot. For oh this, really? For this self guided tour, so so you got to you got to move along to make sure uh, you see everything. You can't just stop and uh, just marvel at a thing for a you while. Can't, you you don't get those homeless folk just staring at a statue for eight hours. It's the the yard is not cart. as big as you think it is. No, it's it's small. It's it's small and and not all of the signs have been restored to the point where they can light them up. So very few, very yeah. few, yeah, a, a very small percentage of what they have. It's in there. it's a junkyard. Yeah, right. And I mean, now, granted, they do say they're in the process of restoring several of these other signs, but some of them are so rusted to the point that they're it's they're done. literally falling apart. I don't think there's any way they can restore them. But hey, I've been wrong before. I like what? apparently just ten minutes ago. Andy, uh, yeah, I guess is this so. true? Yeah. <laughs> I like looking at the um, go to Google uh, Google Earth and look uh-huh. at the uh, boneyard, uh-huh. and they have one of the big skulls from Treasure Island. Yes, laying on its back. Yes. So on Google Earth, the skull is just staring right at you. Somebody brought that up too. They're like, "Is that the skull that you can see from Google Earth?" And I'm like, "I guess so," because it's massive. Yep. I mean, massive. Yep. Oh wow! They used to have the uh, the giant leprechaun out there at the boneyard until homeless people crawled into it and set a fire and to keep warm oh, and that's burned right. it down. That's Yikes. right. Burned down the leprechaun. Giant leprechaun. Burned what was that from? That Fitzgerald. Sounds, that sounds like a oh, rally. Was it from Fitzgerald's? Yeah. A rally okay. cry. I was going to say it sounded like a song you hear at McMullen's. <laughs> burn down the leprechaun. Uh, homeless people. Inside. In addition to that, I also uh, I. You know, I I know I I'm late to the party on all the the themed podcasts that you guys all subscribe to, but uh, I discovered a podcast a Ooh. couple of weeks ago and just finally finished it up. Uh, it's called Moonrise. Okay. Um, it is a podcast put out by the Washington Post. Um, what it is is the untold story of the race to the moon, um, featuring uh declassified presidential documents um secret programs and so forth that were going on during that whole element of the cold war where we were quote unquote racing the russians to the moon where uh even president kennedy uh, at one point (laughs) decided that he was not sure that he did the right thing by um announcing this 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 goal of getting to the moon and even tried to walk back 
and uh, get out of doing that. Maybe so a lot we of, won't bring the man back. We'll just get the man. Well, to no, the like room. like trying to figure out how to save face and not even <laughs> do the program yeah. because of how expensive it was going right. to be. Just well, it, you know, well, it was funny because he did. You notice I, it was funny. I never really thought about it, but he says that in the speech. Get a man to the moon and bring him back safely. And it's like, oh, wow. And, and you could just imagine all those engineers like, ah, fuck. Just make it twice as difficult. Why don't you? Yeah, they well, start right. walking it back. Well, that's, that's one of the interesting things they point out in the podcast is, a moonwalk. is when you have the, yeah, like, the speech that he gives oh, before uh, Congress. Houston, uh, we only got, uh, you know, this, this is reading empty. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Uh, Houston, are you okay? Uh, you sure we should keep going? <laughs> just go but well, you know bringing him back wasn't always part of the the mission in the early days i mean Leica is well she's still yeah. is she still orbiting or she uh i think she's a sense disintegrated oh, but God. uh that's such but, a yeah. sad story um there's a great jonathan colton song about that Sputnik do, do, two. tell tell a little more for our audience and make us all sad Sputnik oh no it's just a really like crushing little jonathan colton song about uh uh, like of the dog. Russians like of the send dog. a dog yeah. up in orbit, and they claim that they brought the dog back, and they never did. Yeah, they never did. Uh, the dog actually died of heat exhaustion in orbit in a dark capsule all by itself. Yeah, they, it and ran they, out of the, the cooling. They used water for cooling of the instruments. As soon as the instruments, the, the cooling liquid was gone, basically, yeah, just suff yeah. suffocated to death. Yeah. And uh, they had a substitute dog that they took around on tours oh, wow. and everything afterward. And it was really fun. I remember reading that story and one of the engineers talking about that had worked on that. And he was like, I always felt so, so, so horrible about that poor dog. Well, there's afterward. even more to that story, too. Apparently, as a gift, um, the Russians, through the... Russian ambassador to the U.S. gave Kennedy a puppy that was supposed to be one of Laika's puppies oh. as saying, here, here's a puppy. This is a puppy that was part of Laika's litter. And, you know, as and Kennedy was like, a reinforcement is it supposed to be dead? Oh, uh, Jesus. But that was, you know, if something like he's like, it was their, their kind of their backdoor way of <laughs> insulting the fact that our space program was so far behind That's the Russians right. at that point. You I'm can't even kill dogs yet, filthy capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, uh, regarding the when he announced the moonshot, they, they referenced this in the podcast where his original the announcement, moonshot. he doesn't seem convinced of what he's telling Congress. <laughs> like, he doesn't have any conviction about the fact that this is a program he wants to launch and keeps inserting words that allow him to back out of it if Congress doesn't want to approve it. I'm versus, being forced to tell you these things. Versus when you see him. Is the magic of Jeff. After all those shenanigans, he brought it right back around to the story he was trying yeah. to tell. Jeff trudges on. He, yes. will, he will power on. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then they say they, they contrast that with his speech before Rice University, which is the one that they typically play. We choose to go to the moon and do these other things, not because they're easy, but because they are hard. No, you got to say hard. And where he is, God. right. Not because they're easy, because they're hard. Because I'm hard. But they I'm show. Hard right now. Moonshot. They show <laughs> Marilyn, how energetic get over here. he is in that speech, and that's where he's, he's out there trying to convince the public. Marilyn calls this the full eclipse. Oh. You, know, you know what? It, 
<laughs> wow. Um, it is pretty amazing when you think about it. Because we actually, we actually did put two sons of bitches on the moon at the height of the Vietnam War. Did you? In less than we seven were, years. We were fighting. Did you? A fuck. You, you, oh, God. I, you know, I, I, please, I had enough of this arg- arguing with these types of people this Welcome weekend. Welcome to my pain. Oh, my God. It's just it's like Paul is back here denying the moonshot all over again. Yeah, really. But, but um, now he's Canadian. It's really funny, too, because when you hear the moonshot deniers, it's like, yeah, he fell funny. You don't fall like that in that kind of gravity. That that didn't make any sense. How would you fucking know? <laughs> the shadows were wrong, man. That there was that one shot. The shadows were wrong. It's obvious that it's fake. It's like that's your whole fucking. That's it. Well, if you ever see the Moonbuster, uh, the MythBusters Moon special, oh boy. where they they show the lighting and stuff, and they show how lighting works, and then of course the lunar regolith, which is a somewhat reflective soil, they show exactly why the 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 shadows cast in the way they do and they even go out in space normal no they even oh. go out into normal everyday settings in uh in and around san francisco where they were sh- they, where they shot Muth, but Muth, yeah, myth moon busters. Busters. Moon busters. anyway moon busters. and they were showing like okay call. the sun is up here but look how all the different shadows fall because of the way that our atmosphere diffuses the lighting and so forth. So they they they're showing that the conspiracy theorists have no real knowledge of how light and shadow and are mo- cast moon atmosphere. in yeah in just even the normal atmospheric setting of the Earth, let alone on the moon. So, so it's, basically, it's really fascinating. they prove that conspiracy people really have no expertise in what they're conspirating. Uh, frequently, yeah. Wow. Frequently. Oh boy. <laughs> You were but yes. Um, what? You're anyway, I was it's a free podcast, Moonrise by the New York yep. Post. I highly recommend checking it out. You said Washington, Washington Post. Make Washington up your Post. fucking mind. Yeah. New York me. Post isn't is real it, news. It's yeah. fake limited. news. Okay? Fake Except news. when it talks about Trump, then it's Washington it's Post. It's uh, I believe eleven episodes long. They're each about forty-five minutes. Nice. So a lot of really great in-depth information. And that was the first and hopefully last time we'll ever talk about the New York Post on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Impaled. Um, that was one of their headlines. <laughs> Welcome back, uh, Andy. There Welcome we back. go. He's back, folks. He's back. <laughs> Impaled. That was the headline. Great. Impaled. Regarding what? Yeah, exactly. Somebody who had fell on out of a window onto a fence and was impaled. Okay. New York Post. Yeah. Oh. Did this person survive? No, because they were impaled thank you i think oh, they did wow. survive i think they had to cut up pieces. you know the real irony oh shit iron can you see what he did there yeah, yeah. I, I, that that's not even the end oh, of it oh okay he's a romanian named vlad mm-hmm. i like the iron part better no, I did too. <laughs> no that was pretty good no no it wasn't. i'll give him that one <laughs> <laughs> no it was who the fuck are you to judge <laughs> i'm the arbiter of funny what are you fuck <laughs> no <laughs> fuck this uh, apparently, uh, today's Geek Shock's goal is to get Kay's blood pressure up to about 60. Yeah. I'm on medication. That can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So did anybody else go to see Alien in the theaters? What? Alien ran in the well, theaters. Well, according to my saying. conservative friends, they're all over the theaters. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, I 
don't think it played here because oh. I did not see any ads for it because oh. I was looking for it. Then again, I also had it a couple of... It might have been of, at AMC or something. might have been the week my dad was in town. So it was Father of Events, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Sundays... No, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? I think Tuesdays and Sundays. I don't know. I saw it on a Tuesday. Because I know I wanted to go see um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but that was only on Tuesday and Thursday, which are days that I work, so... And that's a Jane Fathom Silent event. Reboot is only going to be known as a Fathom it's, event. It's a Fathom event as well as a it's tour a, that they're doing. It's only in 17 theaters in the country. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Talk about hedging your bets. Now nobody can give them shit for not making money. Right. Because they're like, well, only 17 theaters. <laughs> I don't know what you people fucking wanted. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Did you go see Joker? I did, yeah. I actually, I am a couple episodes behind, so I didn't hear your discussion of it. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No okay. wonder he didn't produce the scroll of criticism. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We were waiting for the uh, the whole notes pad to be. No, my my criticism is about your 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 half-assed ideas about Highlander. Highlander is a wonderful movie. Y'all suck. Wait, whoa, whoa! When did I say he, Highlander? He doesn't so. want us to reboot it. See, no, actually, the reboot. I like the reboot idea, but uh, the uh, the making fun of the special effects. Like, what do you complain about? Like old movies where there's rear projections in the cars. And That's like, right. This is when it was made. That's what the special effects were then. We weren't talking about how bad the effects were. We're talking about how bad that translates to a upgraded 4K viewing. Well, yes, and yeah. those effects become more prominent. Well, that, yeah, that would be pretty prominent. So yes, you agree. Well, it's sort of like the the the. Uh, uh, Blu-ray remasters of like Trek or Batman '66, and sure. you see the pilling, the coffee on the, stains, the coffee stains on the costumes yeah. and stuff, and you're yep. just like, oh. it, it, it was really funny because I remember, you know, in the 1970s, all of those older actors, those 40 or older actors, who are doing 70s hair, and they have wild hair like off of their temples and their ears and it just looks fucking weird and I never really understood that until I realized that back then they really didn't care because it wasn't you're really not going to see it on the screen right? Nope. and now you can see every single Everything. So when you saw the hair. when we saw Highlander did you see the um, American version now the wait a minute version? just Andy hmm? remember Paulette's now listening to these so oh, get it right Paulette and you saw Highlander <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> so, so appreciate that. Uh, I don't know, actually. It's on the one on Amazon. Okay. But, I mean, I don't know what version that is. Uh, the, the the scene that sticks out in the British version, which is better, which is not the one I saw first, but um, the secretary, the the one who, who uh, you know, what about love? Love is for poets. Um, the, who seems like a weird, like, throwaway character. Uh-huh. There's a missing scene from the American yes. version where... He saves her from the Nazis in oh. World War II as a small child and raises okay, her basically. Is, so she's essentially Ameri- his daughter. This is the American version, then. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't see that scene. Yeah. yeah that is. That is not. Oh, sorry, a- we didn't see that scene. And that that yeah. is that is. It, it it does improve the aren't movie. There, aren't there a couple other There's scenes? A couple you know, that missing? would make that would make sense for her character. Like but that's why the character is so yeah. important and doesn't yeah. and it doesn't play off right. And why she seems to know him better yeah, yeah. than a secretary should. Right. Yeah. Th- that and it's funny because without that scene, there's sort of a tension there. Right. Like that they were now hearing about that scene, everything starts c- to go creepy because <laughs> it's it's hinted that she knows he's an immortal, but you're like, did yeah. they were they lovers at some point? And yeah. Now he's just moved on, but she hasn't. What's what's going on here? My dear. Yeah. The yeah the U.S. version. You're eighteen it look now. A weird. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But yeah, I, I if I remember correctly, the other missing scenes also flesh out the the character's backstory a little better. Right, that's the one that stands out. I mean, that's that's yeah. how I know if you've seen right. it or not. Is that scene? Right, you can't forget that one. No. Don't don't forget it. Don't. Anything else, gentlemen? I'm continuing to read Swords of Steel, the anthology. The the ones written um, by by heavy metal <clears throat> heavy metal musicians. Yes, and it's funny. There are a couple clunkers in there. Ah, but uh, they 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 editor uh spreads it out nicely because just when you're like okay i I think this anthology is done there'll be another really good one so it's uh it's still pretty cool i still recommend the uh the uh, yes marty yeah (laughs) yeah i really recommend that this here anthology collection of short stories Uh, oh geez rick yeah so um did i do anything i don't know I don't think I did anything. I think I just moped. Have you started putting together your team yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just thought I'd ask. Nah. He doesn't seem worried at all. Nah. I got a, I got a commission. I'm getting paid for other shit right now. That's, uh, oh. I missed the whole uh, um, uh, uh, Trudeau blackface thing. So when you guys started going off into that, I'm like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> What is going on? Yeah. What am I a, listening to? Let it be a lesson to you all. Do not skip a Geek Shock. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I missed the actual be, news. Be on top of your go, news when you listen to Geek Shock. I had to go yep. up and look up the Trudeau thing. I'm like, what the <laughs> and, and he won the election. You know that, right? <laughs> well, of course he yeah. did. Oh, no. You see, he was, he was against. Yes, of course. No. Well, what, was it a, a was it an actual white guy in blackface? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a campaign slogan. Philo- you can do it, I can. Philosophically, um, Ooh, okay. Yikes! In um, upstate New York, I had some Tim bits. I good. approve. Well, good for you. Yeah. Did Tim like it? Yeah. <laughs> How was right. the coffee? Actually, not bad. Okay, yeah, not bad. But I'm not a big. Co- uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not a big coffee drinker. So well, at all. since since Burger King, since they sold the chain to Burger King, it's noticeably gone downhill. Burger uh, King owns it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, That's all. Oh, all right. It's gone downhill. McDonald's is better coffee, which I'm not really a coffee drinker either. Yeah. But I mean, I yeah, their their McCafe is not bad. I mean, it's still not. I'll be. I f- mean, it's it's better than most coffee. I'll give it that. Before we get into news, I do want to read an email we received. Uh-oh. Uh oh. From Clayton, you're a conservative fan here. Oh, good. Yay! The one that's left. Thanks for sticking with us, buddy. We appreciate it, brother. My schedule is crazy. And really appreciate the podcast and all its geekiness. You guys definitely bring a side of the news I would never get because I just either don't have the time or refuse to listen to it anymore. It's a lesson. Imagine that. It's a lesson in the fact that I disagree with almost every political point you guys make, (laughs) but still love what you bring to the internet. Even though I roll my eyes occasionally, I realize that these are, of course, your opinions, which you're entitled and have learned to appreciate your takes. It's good to hear a differing opinion. I'm worried that we as a community can't listen to each other anymore. There is certainly name-calling on both sides, as well as deplorables. But I ask that you consider how you talk about people that you disagree with. I realize that there are some unbelievable trolls out there, but they don't represent anyone but themselves despite the views. For example, I disagree completely with the direction that Star Wars is going, and I'm vocal about it. But I'm not a whiner or a blogger looking for a viral video. 
And I also don't think I should be characterized as just a hater or any of the terms used as a quick label to make someone's life easier and be dismissive of one another. I really enjoy the show and have taken the time to write because I care. I hope I'm making sense as I'm writing from a phone. I just thought I would drop my two cents. Thank you for your show and your time, Clayton. Clayton, I love you. Thank you for writing in. Clayton, my hands are clean. I wasn't there for that conversation. You are anything but clean, buddy. I'm totally, okay. yeah. Well, no. I, uh, <clears throat> to, to, to make my point, which I always do to uh, uh, friends who like uh, hate the new Star Wars and say, I can't, I'm being picked on for hating it. And it's like, uh, no, the people being picked on are the ones who like follow Ryan Johnson around and every time he posts about like the weather they they come in with eh, too bad the weather's better than your fucking shitty Star Wars movie yeah. or people uh, spreading uh, unfounded rumors that Kathleen Kennedy has been fired and is quietly shunted aside at Lucasfilm or or that um, um, you know that they expressly hate the fans they don't hate the fans and when people have when there have been attacks back and forth it's it's been people making personal attacks and that's when I talk about the man babies, that's what I mean. it may sound like I think you're a man baby if you fucking hate Star Wars, and it probably shouldn't quite go that way. But I do feel if you're if you're hating the current Star Wars and you blame it on political correctness, you blame it on SJWs, then I'm going to then I'm going to have some insults for you. And if you follow around Ryan Johnson or you're one of the people who who got you know poor. Um, uh, Kelly Tran, I'm forgetting her first name. No. Um, uh, you know, getting Rose Tico, you know, dri- driving her off fucking social media. Then yeah, I am gonna have words for you. So I, I, you know, I have talked to a couple people who haven't liked the new Star Wars, and when they've explained it just in a point for point basis, you know, it's been a reasonable discussion. Like when Carl was here on episode sure. 500. So and I've had this discussion multiple times at work with a few people that do not like it. I yeah. had a, I actually had a, it, it, on that same lines I had an interesting discussion with a coworker regarding the characterizations of the classic characters in the current films and there's this well that's not the way Luke was and that's not the way Han was and blah 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 and I'm like it's been 30 years are you trying to say that these people would not be affected by experiences that they go through and change and either grow or be un I can't think of the word I'm trying to say that, that, that they would not be there would be no growth hurt there by no... the things that they are experiencing i.e. you know a son turning away from everything that you believe in etc and when I said it that way they said I hadn't really considered that because they were looking at these characters through the lens of how they're portrayed in episodes, you know, four, five, and six, even though I still don't like to call Star Wars episode four, but whatever. It is it is what it is now. And it just kind of shows that there's sometimes when we look at a, a movie character, we don't consider that they grow and they change throughout the passage of movie time. Which is hilarious because Hollywood yeah. script writing is yes. all about character arc. Yeah. It's so, all about it. 
So that was kind of a neat Supposedly. thing to, to actually kind of say, hey, look, think of a, you know, think what would happen to a person in 30 years that we're not seeing. I'm not so, the same person I was 30 years ago. I, thank I'm God. definitely not yeah. the same person I was 30 Jesus. years ago either. I'm exactly the same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, that was just kind of <laughs> an, an interesting little uh, discussion I had. But it kind of goes back to that uh, kind of what he references in that letter. You know, when did it become unacceptable to have a healthy discourse of differing opinions without shouting, name calling, finger pointing? Well, where I, you could simply describe your point of view based on your observations and then listen to the other person's point of view and maybe both of you take something away from I that. I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, and God knows I do this when I when I rag on conservatives or right-wing like libertarians, Cause, cause ascribing I, motivations to the differences and you know it being beyond it's a difference of opinion. Sure. You have a fundamental flaw, which is yes. why you believe or think X. Because I'll be honest, liberals piss me off sometimes too. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not, you know, I, saying that, that there's I there's feel attacked, one. Jeff. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, How much trouble can I get myself in with this? Go ahead, go so for it. I mean, go for it. Know. So at the fair, one of the artists came in who was came in and was got sick as she was coming into the fair. She actually was like driving into the fair and realized she was sick, and she was just miserable and impossible to be around for a couple of days, and she was. You know, whining and and you know, hoping people take care of her, and 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 wondering why people aren't bending to her will. And then the other guy, one of the other guys, got sick, caught caught it, and he oh, and, shit. and he was wandering around like sneezing without covering his mouth. And it's like, Oy. and I looked at the two of them. It's like she's the liberal. I'm really annoyed that you know she wants everybody to take care of her and shit. And he's a conservative, sneezing and not caring who he gets on. I'm like, wow. You know, it was like I didn't like that little liberal shot you just took there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The conservatives, I mean, we're all people. You know, we all got to yeah. get along eventually. And, and you got to understand the conservatives have a viewpoint that has a rational to it. I mean, it's, you know, you aren't conservative. I'm not terribly conservative. I'm not very conservative at all. But we got to live on the same planet. And no, and nobody can be 100% wrong all the time. You know, that's uh, true. There's got to be a balance. So thank you, Clayton, for writing and giving us something to think about. Like all things should be. Yeah. Balance in the force. Force is balance. <sighs> and will write itself in impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Lock I, him I just up. had to get that Lock last stab in there. Like what? what? Lock him up. Lock he he him impaled up. that last. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> stuck that one. Uh, no, you don't give a shit about... I, yeah! I didn't I did miss that. Miss. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like you woke up, kid. <laughs> so confused. No, he's not. He's like that idiot's back. That's exactly oh. what he's. Look at that. Look at that face. Look at him. Look at him looking at you. Yeah, I thought he was looking at you, Matt. No, he's yeah, not. I was gonna say it does kind of look from my now angle he like yeah. he's looking right at you. It now does. He is. Give, give I was blocking. I was like, Jeff was between me and the cat, so the cat thinks you did it. <laughs> I see a, I see a face that really needs to look at my butt. <laughs> I don't my, understand yeah. why you don't like me, Matt. Look at my brown eye here. <laughs> I'm winking at you. Maybe you don't give a shit about. 
The Marvel television landscape continues to shift and change. What do you mean, don't give a shit about? As Freeform has canceled Marvel's Cloak and Dagger after two seasons, the network opted not to renew the show for a third season. The show was well-received when it debuted in 2018, but then ratings dropped, and they continued to do so during the show's second season. The news of this series not forging ahead is not surprising, as it was also recently announced that the head of Marvel television, Jeff Loeb, is leaving the company. The television efforts of Marvel will now fall direct under purview of Kevin Feige, and they will all likely stream on the Disney Plus service from now on. The only live-action Marvel, live Marvel television programs that are still out there, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, which is coming to an end in its upcoming seventh season, yep. and Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I don't know. I kind of want Marvin TV. No. <laughs> Okay, here's your next TV show. I don't know why anybody wants to watch it. I've got a terrible pain up on the left side of my diodes. Oh. Why are we watching this? Yeah, I could see a whole Joe Bob Briggs thing with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is kind of sad because Jeff Johns really carried... You mean Jeff Loeb? Jeff Loeb, thank you. Johns is DC. Yeah, DC on the brain there for a second. Uh, Jeff Loeb really kept the torch alive at you know the the television properties sure when the movies were getting all of the press sure before and, disney had it yeah so i mean well actually disney's had it since the beginning because disney was or abc was the oh. reason that we got agents yeah. of shield yeah but uh but we're talking about the netflix stuff no i know no yeah. i know they, they're, they're basically it's ABC. like they're almost washing away the entire history of marvel on television in well, order to to keep it on to Disney Plus, so there's uh there's that there's there's something out there. I don't know if Todd has it about uh, Charlie Cox will be moving to the. Looks like he's set to move to the yeah, movies. I thought, I thought that was still is that rumor, rumor thing. Yeah, I didn't I get anything that the solid on that one. What Latino Review doesn't have a <laughs> no no vulture. No. Okay, Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and there was some article he's set to go to the Marvel movies. I, I saw I, that the guy who plays, what's his name? Um, the guy who plays Luke Cage. Um, Colton. Yeah, he's, Colton? he's on some series again now. Probably, he's a good actor. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. He gets snatched up somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like News you don't give a shit about. Russell McCamey is making some waves again. He is the master of McCamey Manor, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was a... I want that night back. Uh, an extreme haunted attraction and survival horror challenge. I apologize, folks. I know this is really like, boom, it's in the middle of everything, but I have an emergency call that I have to step away for the show, so I'm going to turn the board over to Jeff, and uh, he's going to run the rest of the show, and uh, hopefully it's a fun time. And uh, so I will see you... This Saturday, if you're coming to the Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival, but if not, I'll be back for next week's Geek Shock. So I turn this over to Jeff and the guys. Gentlemen, it's all you. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, Jeff. Here's your chance now. Don't fuck it up. He's done it before. Yeah. This is I, not like his He did it before, and he can do it again, <laughs> and he can do it again. He did it before. Okay, he fucked it up. See? There you go. Uh, all right. It's the uh, it's the rule of Geek Shock. We only have four people in the show at a time, or it starts to implode. There can be only one. 
I like that. You brought it back to the. I did. Yeah. Did you like how I did that? Because yeah. yeah. I liked how I did that. Yeah, yeah you, but you in the higher, the, re- the higher resolution. Uh, the, you can see the, yeah, the string bringing it back. Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Got to yeah. give me that one. Okay, so. McKamey. News we don't give a shit about. Or maybe news you don't give a shit about. See, I've already fucked it up. Well, whatever. I'm going to trudge through. Uh, Russell McKamey is making some waves again. He is the master of McKamey Manor, an extreme haunted mansion attraction and survival horror challenge with Summertown, Tennessee, and Huntsville, Alabama locations, which bill itself as a, quote, 10-hour-plus extreme attraction that's not your typical boo haunted house. While the trailer covers truly terrifying terrain in its own right, it's nothing compared to the required viewing. McKamey won't let you in unless you watch the entire hour and 48 minutes of torture porn that he's performed on past guests who have made the trek down south. Watching the film is far from the only requirement. McKamey Manor is so extreme, potential guests must also be of age, complete a, quote, sports physical obtain a doctor's letter clearing you both physically and mentally, pass a background check, be screened via video call, have proof of medical insurance, sign a 40-page waiver, and pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. For The Haunted House, the website warns, this is an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie. This is a rough, intense, and truly frightening experience. You must be in great health to participate. If that's not enough, know that each tour is personally geared towards participants' own worst nightmares, and each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. Then pick a safe word, another requirement, and grab some dog food for Bikami's pets, as that's the price of admission. Here's the kicker. There is a $20,000 reward for those who can finish the house, but that no one has ever completed the full tour without breaking rules that include no cussing, drinking, smoking, running, eating, or touching the actors or props. Wow. So there you go. Yep. More details give a shit about on that. That, that, uh, that haunted house. That sounds like a complete lack of fun. Oh, it is. It's Those videos I watched, <laughs> I was like, wow. And yeah. the people, some of, the, some of his actors doing the actual torture haunted house shit, uh, they were interviewing two of them, and they're like, "Yeah, I did this. Uh, I liked this. So I, did, I couldn't make it through it. I quit. I liked it so much. So now I'm I'm here working for McKamey. I'm like, wow. So you're torturing other people that you went through. It's so they weren't actors. They were participants in it who became actors. Well, some of them. Gotcha. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. I actually well, this um, sounds like supervillain shit to me. This sounds like like trying to create creeps. I Who uh, knows? a friend of mine that uh, I worked with. This this is actually the uh, the woman who did the uh, did the whole showed me the picture of her with the Oz characters, and she's like, "Kirsten, is this you?" As me as the cowardly lion, and it was her when she was eleven. Uh oh. We worked together at Ka. Prior to working at Ka, she was actually at Tussauds. Uh, uh, dark house. Oh, for uh, about a year. They don't do that anymore, do they? No. Okay. So they just like set up wax music. I'm sorry. To yeah, yeah. It's it, it's 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 its own house. little okay. dark house, All but right. it was it was like a full year. Okay. Um, where was it? Was it the nation or somewhere nearby? It was here in Vegas. No, but was it was it, was the dark house inside the yeah inside the attraction? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Okay. Um, and it was really f- and yeah, 
I mean, it was really funny because actually I, for a brief time I was almost going to work there and then I backed out and apparently she was going to be my trainer if I had come, blah, blah, blah. She actually recognized my name from the, from the call sheet for the, for the job. But she actually apparently got into a tussle with McKamey on Facebook. I think it was Facebook when she did a call out on some of some of the stuff they do because she just can't believe how unsafe it is and and uh, various other things uh, she was really going at him with. And it was it's like, damn it, she's no longer in town. She's like moved across the country because I'd love to have her on the show to actually talk about mm. talk about that but it got nasty uh, eventually uh, like McKamey like put up photos taken from her Facebook account of her and her kid yikes and, and everything uh, that's um, that's some suing material yeah, right yeah, yeah. there it, it's, it, it was almost like a doxing attempt you know and it was just I hate when it, people do that yeah and it was just it was really funny uh, so this guy is a super villain uh, I think I think he think he's think he's a he's wannabe supervillain. He's like got, on his way. Yeah, got some. He's problems. no Lex Luthor yet. So it was it was really interesting. And then it was really funny. I commented on her comment about all that. I was like, Yeah, I noticed that. I would have loved to have had you on the show. And she's like, Yeah, I I remember laughing uh, and thinking about that when I was listening to the episode. And I'm like, She listens to the episode. And she goes, And by the way, my daughter Ada, Ada's like toddler she like a year or two old and she goes my daughter ada loves you guys and always laughs when you guys laugh <laughs> oh geez i'm sorry for the education i'm giving you ada i know i was just like I, uh, the kids listening to the show when a yes. mommy and daddy love each other very much sometimes they pee on each other i don't know what the hell are oh, we doing this teaching this kid oh it's so funny but, oh but yeah, she, ada 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 we Geek love shock. you too corrupting your youth since 2009 <laughs> the, the, so somewhere out there is a little toddler who laughs with us when we laugh all right so, i was All like right. wow that's a twofer in that story mm. so so hello ariana hi ada news you don't give a shit about Still? Weeks after it broke box office records with its opening weekend, Joker has officially become the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Bum, bum, bum. The film has now hit five, excuse me, 851 million globally, besting the record previously set by Deadpool, which finished its theatrical run with a worldwide box office total of 783 million. Joker's journey to box office glory began with an acclaimed premiere at the Venice Film Festival, where it won the Golden Lion Award, Adre a Lion Award and generated early critical buzz before moving to North America with screenings at the Toronto Film Festival. Amid controversy over its dark themes, the film continued to build buzz right up until it hit theaters on October 3rd and broke a Thursday night record. Waiting for the shoe to drop so far, it doesn't bother me. By the end of its opening weekend boasted the biggest October opening ever, breaking the record previously set by Venom in 2018. Yeah, I don't know why that's... Uh, I mean, that's that's something that I would care about. I mean, it's... Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that it broke Venom's record? I don't know. As I, I don't know. I, 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 am, I, I just double-checked. I am in still news you don't give a shit mm. about, which is why this next one also puzzles me. Uh, the CW is actively developing a new series titled Superman and Lois Lane yeah. as a present-day update to the ongoing adventures of the Daily Planet's ace reporters. Um, you know, maybe he just 
pointed me to the wrong spot, and we are now <laughs> because See, it's not just me who makes that mistake. So I'm going to use my executive authority and declare that this is weak and geek. Yay! Because where he gave me the the mark is stuff that I care about. So I'm going to continue. Well, I'm going to go back and say that that previous Joker box office story was a weak and geek. Executive decision. Story. You're in charge. That we uh, care listen. About. It's not like he can come back and tell me I fucked up. Or maybe he can. Well, yeah, he could just pop himself listen, right in, couldn't he? Let the control board go right to your head. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go mad geek. with power. Ultimate power. <laughs> yeah, because that that Lois uh, that Superman and yeah. Lois thing is is with Tyler uh, Tyler Hecklin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, uh, developing a new series titled Superman and Lois Lane is a present-day update to the ongoing adventures of the Daily Planet's Ace Reporters. Playing Superman will be Tyler Hecklin, who's been playing Superman since 2016 on Supergirl, while Elizabeth Tulloch from Grimm will play Lois as glimpsed on last year's Elseworlds crossover, as well as on Supergirl, The Flash, and most recently, Batwoman. Clocking in at one hour per episode, the new Super Series reportedly is already in development at the CW and is being executive produced by Arrowverse mastermind Greg Berlanti and The Flash's Todd Helberg in partnership with Warner Brothers Television. The CW is working up the pilot episode with an eye toward the future as part of its new post-Arrow lineup. Arrow, long the flagship series that anchors the DC constellation of shows at the, D at the CW, will end after its eighth and final season. The network is also developing a future spinoff following Oliver and Felicity's adult daughter and a new team of heroes, which will arrive as a backdoor pilot later this season on Arrow, which it's I guess only... technically has already started because I noticed it in the last couple episodes. It's only season eight. I, f I thought it would be yeah. more. It seems like it's been on for and a while. And it's a, it's a truncated season eight, too. It's, it's only, I want to say, eight episodes long, if I remember correctly, so... When they, how many times does he go back to the goddamn island in this season eight? <laughs> uh, Dude, that was some of the best. I, 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 ironically, he went back to the season in the very first episode. Of course of he did. Um, of course he friggin' did. Well, the That's reason some of the though, best arrow, though, the reason I, I though so. is this season is building up to their Crisis on Infinite Earths um, crossover event, which is supposed to be the biggest crossover they've ever done. It's going to cross all the CW series. Um, then some. And then some. And you're going to have characters WC that we've series. never seen before, but that you have read about in the in the crisis and the comics and so forth. So what are you making faces about? Your Matt said is, something. Your son is cooking shit. That's what's... Oh, good. I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you, oh smell you smell burnt toast? toast? You smell burning. <laughs> that doesn't smell burnt yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Listen, you smell something? Um, I'm... I'm sure that uh, Professor Biggs will address it if he makes it down for our oh. podcast this weekend. But uh, I personally really like Tyler Hecklin's uh, portrayal like a lot. of Superman, and I like his kind of positivity that he had in the, in the few episodes that we've seen. You know, but not like that corny kind of positivity that you sometimes see in a portrayal of Superman. Mm. Um, it just I, I, there's the guy has captured the the essence of the character I feel and I I, I would personally love to see a series with him and he, if he I remember definitely deserves it if I remember correctly the the woman Elizabeth Tullock that's playing uh, Lois if I'm not mistaken that's actually um, uh, 
Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell's real life wife, if I remember correctly. Oh. So there's that whole interesting little crossover in that universe. Hmm. But uh, if I'm wrong, correct me, Professor. Yeah. Well, what about Andy? Andy doesn't wrong. know. Andy oh. don't know shit. Oh. No, I'm so far behind in that Arrowverse stuff. But yeah, uh, it's 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 a fascinating beginning of the season because. Like I said, everything that we're seeing with Arrow is the build-up to the crisis. So, Cassandra Jean. Cassandra Jean is his wife. Okay, then maybe I'm like getting Cassandra Jean Whitehead, also known as Cassandra Jean Amell. Well, of course. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that and I don't know where I got Wikipedia, that Wikipedia, man. That's definitely not uh, Elizabeth Tulloch. No. That's funny though because it is Cassandra Jean Amell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did you get that from, Jeff? It from was the paper a thing. You were it was reading? a thing that I read last year when they were doing the cro- the oh, Elseworlds crossover. See, so you're just now you're just winging it, maybe. And things are happening. And maybe my brain's not as good as it used to be. Who no, knows? no, you're right. Arrowverse crossover adds Cassandra Jean Mel to cast. So what the hell? She's not. So maybe they recast for the the series, Could and be. we're just supposed to. That's okay. So I wasn't wrong in remembering it from the crossover. I was just wrong that it's not the same person that is listed in this story. Plays Nora Fry, Dr. Freeze's wife in... Hmm. Oh, fuck YouTube. Never mind. Sorry. Anyway. See, this is where I reached the end of my journalism. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. After finding success with a scripted Wolverine podcast last year, Marvel Entertainment is expanding its audio storytelling in 2020. The company announced a new partnership with Sirius XM and Pandora to create, quote, a substantial amount of exclusive podcasts, unquote, including the both the scripted and unscripted offerings. Among the new scripted stories arriving as part of the podcast deal are four new 10-episode series, or, wow, well, it did say, just, I didn't mispronounce that. It does say deal are a four new 10-episode series, each focusing on a different Marvel Comics favorite. Wolverine, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Star-Lord will each get their own podcast under the new deal, and this quartet will be followed by a fifth podcast that will team all four characters. According to the announcement, the unscripted offerings will include podcasts that, quote, look at Marvel's rich history through a modern-day lens of pop culture, podcasts dedicated to popular Marvel franchises, and regular talk shows, including an interview show that will feature famous celebrity guests. Hmm. The podcasts do not yet have a specific release date, but when they're released, they will be available to both SiriusXM subscribers and Pandora users, including those who use the free ad-supported Pandora app. Hmm. And uh, it's probably because SiriusXM bought Pandora not long ago, so that would make sense. Well, sounds interesting, but yes. not interesting if I think I can find myself listening to it. Um, I. It fascinates me in the sense that it's going to be scripted, so it feels like it's going to be more of that radio play style of um, yeah, okay. podcast. No, but the, the 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 unscripted stuff doesn't sound. Like- I don't know what the unscripted is. Maybe they do it in the sense of um, I've heard of this, but I've not heard an actual podcast do this, where they do kind of an unscripted. It's almost like a um, an improv session where the people that are on the podcast are performing the characters that they played in the radio play, but it's almost like an interview setting. So they're responding as their characters would to questions from the quote-unquote host. All right. Um, well, well, it's well, a fascinating one. Like I said, I've only heard of it. I've not actually um, Yeah, they, they, they did that with Throwing Adventure a while a couple oh, did times. They? Yeah. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, uh, so it, it could be interesting. Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what it turns out to be like. The foom, the foom, the foom, the friends of. Uh, Is it an hour? And, it's an hour and sixteen minutes. Yeah. I've already picked up the Torgo Mushmouth. Yeah. The films of Studio Ghibli are coming to HBO Max. Did I say that right, Kirsten? I don't know. Ghibli. I, don't, I, don't, Ghibli I thought it was Ghibli. Ghibli. Whatever. But yeah, had you stumbled over film, but Ghibli you just <laughs> zoomed right through. Uh, the company announced it had gained the exclusive U.S. rights to all of the movies conceived by fam- famed Japanese animator Hayao Miyazaki, Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service, and more will be available to stream when the service launches in the spring of 2020. Sorry, I was giving you shit about pronouncing. What service is that? Uh, HBO Max. Okay. That is the HBO streaming service that's supposed to launch pretty soon. Go ahead and say it, Matt. I see I see the look on your face. No, it's, it's like fine. just another streaming I'm service. Just, yeah, because they have HBO Now, HBO Go, HBO Regular HBO, and now this. Yeah. Isn't HBO Now a streaming service? HBO Go a, a streaming yes. service? Yes. Why did it eat three? Because they can and because it's AT&T. Fuck you, Major Man. Yeah. <laughs> he works for AT&T, everybody. That's just fucking... Wow. <laughs> In addition to the new series like DMZ and Secrets of the Mogwai, HBO Max will also have access to the entire Warner Media Library. The Simpsons universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe are about to collide. An upcoming episode of Season 31 will feature guest roles for Avengers Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo, as well as Marvel Studios President, Marvel Chief Creative Officer Kevin Feige. Oh, no, no. You're not getting away with that. Feige. Feige. Thank you, Andy. The episode titled Bart and the Bad Guy, airing February 23rd on Fox, finds Bart getting to see a highly anticipated superhero film before anyone else. As a result, he's able to blackmail others to do his bidding, lest he spoil the comic book movie for them. <laughs> the Russos, That's good. I like that. The Russos will voice two studio executives who are prepared to do anything to prevent Bart from giving away plot elements. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That actually is perfect. Feige, on the other hand, is voicing the movie's Thanos-esque bad guy, Chinos. 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 And it is Ghibli, which is really funny. Because the uh, studio name actually comes from an Arabic word, which should be pronounced Ghibli. So it's actually amusing. But apparently Mia, uh, Miyazaki does, in fact, say it's pronounced Ghibli. some reason, I lost your... I mean, I can hear you, but barely. Really? Right. So if that whole story you couldn't hear? I know. I mean, I heard him, I just but... talked... For, for no, no reason? No, I I heard you, but like I said, it was just Mike real faint, and I, I cranked your mic all the am, way up. Am I so. still faint? Uh, I got the vapors? It got a touch of the vapors. All right, moving on. Please. A Why co- will you get through his stories and give Todd so much shit? What's with this respect? I don't know. Because uh, I'm the substitod today. The substitod. <laughs> I'm somebody's favorite substitod. Now I forget who. You're retodded. I, I, oh. <laughs> Ow. Oh, oh, nice. We taught Ed. Nice. A Quiet Place director and star John Krasinski 
will write, direct, and star in the upcoming fantasy comedy film Imaginary Legends with Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds co-starring as a man who can see and interact with people's imaginary friends. However, some of these imaginary friends have been long forgotten, so Reynolds' character will have to work overtime to help these discarded figments from turning evil. The film was the subject of a bidding war between major studios, with Paramount coming out the winner and currently in negotiations. Why are you recording the I wire? I don't know what he's I'm trying doing. To take a picture, shush. Take Why? a picture of what? That wire that's just about to break any second oh. now. Uh, Way to jinx it there, Andy. Andy's back, folks. Just take Andy the picture back. already. Holy Andy's shit. It's having trouble focusing. It's a very small object. You know who's also having oh. trouble focusing? <laughs> you know what else? So is basically, a small basically Andy doesn't send no dick pics then, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Because I'm a gentleman. Oh, okay. All right. He just prefers to show them in person. Right. <laughs> Can't you see that? Pretty <laughs> lady. Would you care to see my junk? <laughs> Oh, you like I do not want to give the, show you this unsolicited. <laughs> Indecent exposure, Andy. As your as your action figure. Indecency <laughs> is all in the mind. I don't know. It's I all in the think, intent. I would think obscure. It's a, it's a, it's a trench coat. You just the back of the trigger just opens up the trench coat. <laughs> this could work. Oh, yeah, it could actually. <laughs> wow. The 100 will end after seven seasons on the CW, but the story won't end there. The network has ordered a backdoor pilot for a spin-off series inspired by the science fiction drama. Called the 99. <laughs> right. <laughs> the pilot will serve as one of the main episodes of season seven, which will take place nearly 100 years before the events of the current show. Really? It starts with the end of the world, a nuclear apocalypse that wipes out most of the human population on Earth, and follows a band of survivors on the ground as they learn to cope in a dangerous new world while finding t- fighting to create a new and better society from the ashes of what came before. Feeding. Huh? It's not pronounced fighting, it's pronounced feeding. I cannot hear you at all now. Well, fine. Would you uh, just you know, I, oh, click your... Wow, everything sounds a little up. weird now. Yeah. Okay. How's that? No? Yeah. Um, How am I? You, am I okay? Yeah, I think you cranked me, not him. No. I, am I okay? Maybe I did. Hey, Uh-oh. am I okay? Testing. <laughs> yeah, you're no, not, now I'm going way down you. there. That's perfect. Testing. It's not about you. Yeah, there he is. Hmm. That was a little weird. <laughs> well, it seems to be working now. Weird. Okay. It's probably on me taking what? over in the middle of the show. It's okay. I think I've got it all squared away. Hmm, that's you. I can all hear right. you now, Kirsten. So can, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. So can you hear me now? Stop doing the Verizon commercial. <laughs> uh, sprint now. Wow. So know. anyway, feeding. Feeding? Yeah, it's not pronounced fighting. It's feeding. Like Fige. Boy, you guys are fucking stupid. That was all a right. good joke. Totally on topic. Right there. Nobody picked it up. Maybe yeah. Jake. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you on that one. <laughs> you want to fuck his mic up again? Please do. All right. Next oh, time. wow. Yeah. I'll just have to. Anyway. They change, they, they change right on a dime, Andy. Right, you, just, you just watch yourself. Don't, don't, don't listen to him. Okay? <laughs> I, uh, You're on this side of the table. A chunk of the, the first season of that. Of the 100? And just, just stopped. Just yeah. stopped interesting to me. 
Yeah, the I'm first thinking, couple episodes are good. I that's think, about it. I think you're you're back into news we don't give a shit about. No, I mean, I, it has a very loyal fan base. I have not seen an episode. Neither have um, I, actually. I'm terrible. I've, I've seen the commercials for it, and nothing has moved me to the point where I want to watch an episode. So, again, not saying anything against the people that enjoy that series. It just... From what I have seen thus far, doesn't seem like something that would interest me. I think right. as I get you, to be an old man, I become less and less interested in post-apocalyptic packs of teenagers. Yeah, that well, could no, be too. You, you as a space guy, you probably right. don't like it because it doesn't make sense how they survived that long in in the uh, International Space Station. Mm, maybe well, they modified it so it's bigger, mm-hmm. but there's like three to four hundred people on this thing. Yikes! And how the hell they feed them all? Right. You can't. They don't grow anything. They well, there there used to be six hundred of them. That's how they fed them all. Uh, hmm. Oh man! You know what? I'm just turning off my mic. See, I'm gonna go get some soda. It's like, t- uh, what's Aww, that? What's that? Um, what's that train movie where it's like they they feed them the roach bars? Snowpiercer. There yeah. you go. Space roaches. Space roaches. Space roaches. Space roaches. What the hell are you doing? He's, he's setting up a footstool for me. So nice. I don't think it's for you. You can't reach it. Well, you and your little hobbit legs. He. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna fall? Yes, I am. <laughs> I Andy's wish you back, could folks. See this, wow. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Andy trying to slump down in his chair and getting stuck under the table. <laughs> oh, the things we but miss. See that not that right there. Because I know you, that doesn't make any sense. Sure, yeah. It's like 100 years of, or more than that, actually. They're up there in the space station. Mm-hmm. And they essentially launched these juvies. They're essentially juvies. Uh-huh. Because there's a prison up there, too. Like, it's, it, they modified yeah, the international space Yeah, it's got to be more than 300 station. people living yeah, up there. Yeah, it's got to be like 100 juvies, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be like 1,000. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. but I guess we're seven seasons in. I can do a little bit of a spoiler in the first season. I stopped watching not long after... Uh, they stopped doing the top side. They they was for a while they were f- jumping back and forth between the drama up on the space station uh-huh. and the kids down below, and they was trying to communicate with them and that sort of thing. Hmm. And um, then the space station blew up. Maybe maybe it didn't really blow up, or maybe I don't know. But I mean, when the space station blew up, that conflict and that drama sort of went away, and like. Well, your guess is as good as mine because, like I said, I haven't, I haven't seen it. So maybe uh, one of the shock monkeys out there that has watched this can give us uh, watched the series can give us a, a short synopsis. Oh, and there was uh, one and of the episodes too. I stopped watching. They found that like prepper base. Like yep, I prepper, saw that. I saw that one. And there are rifles in barrels of oil. Yes. And they take them out and they're firing like nothing's wrong with them. It's hundreds of years in this bucket of oil. Well, oil well, isn't will that preserve what it's, it. that's supposed to be? Isn't that why you do it? I don't know, <laughs> but it's just. I let me, know, let me call up my gun expert and ask him real there's, quick. There's uh, stuff in that show. It's like okay, all right, Jeff. We're all liberals. None of us know anything about guns. Well, no, we're coming to take. I them. said I would call my gun expert. I have a few of those. Wait, wait. We oh, know. Nine. We know lots about guns. We're coming I to take know. Them. I know. I'm we're just coming to uh, take them. Okay. Uh, government. Uh, government. Government. And finally, Brett McKenzie, an entertainer known for his work on Flight of the Concords, is penning a remake of Jim Henson's 1977 holiday special, <sighs> Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Thank God. The way you started that, I thought you were going to tell me he was dead. <laughs> Based on Russell oh, Hoban's... now. Way to go, Andy. 
Based on Russell Hoban's kids' book of the same name, the original TV event centered on a destitute otter family hoping to win money in a holiday-themed talent show. While the story didn't feature any official Muppets, it did begin with an introduction from Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Mackenzie may also end up directing the remake, but nothing has been decided at this time. He has a story, uh, has a history with the Muppet brand, having served as a musical supervisor for the 2011 film directed by James Bobbin. Which was really good, and the songs were great. That's that's with the uh, Man or a Muppet song, right? Yeah, I think that's the one. Because there was the one, there was the first Muppets movie that was kind of the, the, the reboot that I really liked, and then there was a follow-up one that was just kind of okay. Mm. But you do definitely have to get used to the the changes in the voice cast for those of us that grew up on the original Muppet series because all of those voice actors didn't participate in the Disney versions. So, mm. well, gentlemen, that's the end of the news. Is there anything else we need to discuss before uh, we wrap this up? Uh, wow, we're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. You know, there was, I, I really need to start writing shit down because I swear to God, there's stuff that I do during the week. And then when we do the cast, I'm just like, duh. I take notes on yeah. my phone. There you go. It's helpful. See, hmm. well, that reminds me. See me, I'm more like Matt. I'm just no, like, no, I didn't do nothing. No, that pulls out his phone. Me. He has notes. All right. That's, I got he's, one. He's got a note. Oh, you got a note? Because of yeah, last, last uh, oh, shit. what was it? Yeah, last episode where you're talking about those steps in Brooklyn where the, everyone's doing like Joker dance. Yeah, right, right. Oh, what the Bronx? The Bronx. 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 Whoops, sorry. The Cialis commercial. The Bronx. Sorry. <laughs> it reminds me of a place in Toronto. Oh. So, uh, Ryerson University Broadcasting School. Okay. Uh, these students were shooting a documentary with thousands of dollars of camera equipment oh, at no. night. Oh, at no. night. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Moss Park area. So those of you in Toronto know exactly what I'm talking about. Gerard and Sherborne. That both area. those guys. No, there's, d- dude. <laughs> the the city know. is way bigger than I Vegas, know. man. I know. Okay. <laughs> so they're at 2 a.m. interviewing. Seabon, that's the joke. Oh fuck, Rasta Banana. <laughs> so they're there at 2 a.m. interviewing anyone who's out outside in that crime area. So they're talking to a guy, and uh, he says, you aren't... So after their whole interview, he goes, yeah, you aren't leaving without equipment. And they're like, pardon? <laughs> so he stole all the equipment. I'm just thinking of, like, wow. shady areas of the towns, like that steps. Yeah. Where you shouldn't be... Well, Andy's back. Did the, oh, did the yeah. filmmakers apologize to the person that was robbing them for inconveniencing them? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, take my camera. Sorry. That's... No. that's- just thinking of that that uh what oh, okay somebody just sent us a yes, text yes it's 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 Todd he's on his way back oh he's on his way so back so we should oh. just keep vamping and, and, and there you go and well, let him done, keep, yeah but he'll find you know, he'll find a way to cut out of this bullshit where we just pause yeah. and go well, <laughs> what do you do now that I've Todd here to guide the show he doesn't well the the yeah um what was I what was, you were talking you, about the stairs no, I was just talking about like the shady areas of town where tourists and dumb idiots yeah, go to right. do I stupid know. shit. Sure. But this happened to be Ryerson Journal. That's right, school. folks. Don't go behind the stratosphere at, in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Torso that's... town. Head town. What's it called? Naked city. Naked city. Where'd you get torso town from? Uh, it's just because they found a torso there? Or is oh. that... That's Cleveland, isn't it? 
Where is it? I read it was it the Review, Review Journal had a top ten casinos in Vegas, and that was number two for like tourists to come to and visit. Number two, Stratosphere. Yeah, cheap. It's cheap, and it's also you know the highest point that they can get to overlook the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but your your room isn't that. It's also no. the it's also the furthest south casino in Las Vegas. The Tower. No, it's not. The Stratosphere? It is. No, it's the first not. one north, isn't it? No, because most of the strip isn't in Las Vegas. It's an un- unincorporated Rimshot. Oh, look at you. Hey, oh, nope. Wow. Nope. He's back, folks. Nope. He's nope. back. Yeah. Nope, Andy. He's back, folks. <laughs> yeah, door opens. Someone's talking. Like, neighbors over here are talking. <laughs> door opens. Nope. That's nope. actually wrong. Yep. You see? Blah, 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 blah. That's right. Right. If the erection lasts longer than four hours, then you should go to the diet. So, we'd have, we'd so have you're to re- still good. Close. This we whole podcast is my lost my long addition for Adam ruins everything. <laughs> I was gonna say it's now Andy ruins everything. Andy ruins everything. <laughs> and we'll call it Andy ruins actually, anything. Actually, Andy ruins anything. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to go to those stairs though in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I kind of want you to. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, don't go at night. Right. And don't don't interview anyone. Yeah. I'm a Canadian and I'm interviewing somebody. Yeah, man. You're not leaving with that equipment. Yeah. What was your question? Oh no, don't with the camera equipment. Just What's your, your question? Just <laughs> write to us at comments at uglycouchshow.com. And uh, unless he shows up in the next minute, I am eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy. No, it's ruin everything, Andy. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. And we will talk to you next week in Geek, or in this case, this Saturday in Geek, November 2nd, except for Matt. Always got to exclude Matt. On Flamingo, close to Maryland, folks. Come on by, 10 a.m. Clark County Library. Clark County Library. Flamingo, Maryland, don't go there at night. No, (laughs) That's true, too. Uh, It's a little sketchy there at night, yeah. It could be that. Although it's right next to uh, alternate reality comics, it's fine if you're... There you go. Half a block. Rouse Place. The next building over. And if you're hungry, go to Payway. Paywans. pay. What is it? Payments. Payments, Payments. Payments is closed. That is gone, my friend. It's gone. <gasps> Payments yep. is gone. <laughs> that is closed. Dr. Vlarg, you, you hear that, bitch? <laughs> Whoa! Your favorite place. Your favorite Lebanon place Holy is gone. Holy shit. Yes, Payments is gone. Damn. What happened? Airstrike? What? Nice. <laughs> Payments <laughs> got drone <laughs> <Jesus laughs> <Christ>. Yikes. <laughs>